Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, so I'm here with All Day. Hey. <laughs> so, the first song I heard, I think, and I still am obsessed, Anything But Sober, back in 2014. Wow, yeah, that's, that is old. I, I don't even remember. I think it was like from SoundCloud when I was still hearing it. I just like played it on a loop and it was like so hooked in my head and like, damn, love that song. So, you were born in Adelaide, right? Um, yeah, I was born in Adelaide yeah. in South Australia. Were your parents born there as well? My mom is, she was born in England. Oh. My dad was born in like country Victoria. So yeah. my dad's like a bit of like a, oh, he would hate me saying this, but he's like an Aussie, you know, like he's like, oh, you can't, you can't do it. You know, he's like, you couldn't change your oil in your car. Yeah. Shit. My mom's like a bit more of a, she's, I don't know. She's like just normal, I suppose. She's yeah. crazy. What are their personalities like? Um, they're both a bit nuts, you know, so. Yeah. Um, my mom is sort of like just intense, like energetic, like a- anxious and like intense energy. And my dad is like sort of like very sweet, but then he would just snap. Like yeah. So it's, I've come from a weird family. Yeah. Who do you think you're more similar to? I, I I'm similar to my mom, and that's mm-hmm. why I don't. Me and my dad find it hard to get along because mm-hmm. he divorced my mom, and then he was then all of a sudden he was like, "You're just like her." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh that's like, we do get along, but like, in this, we, we have, you know, I mean, we fight. How about like, the first music? Like, what were they playing? My mom played like folk music. And, like, she has really good music taste, really. And when I was yeah. a kid, I hated it, but like, I mean, the be- this is my favorite thing about going home to LA. Like, I'll go home and there'll be, um, she'll always be like, you know, cooking with all the lights down and yeah. like, music just blaring, you know? So, yeah. Before I even get in the front door, I can just hear the music going. Yeah. Like, she's just drinking wines and cooking dinner. Yeah. So it's like, that's like my favorite memory of home. Yeah. Of. And she like put you to do piano until you were eight, right? Yeah, I did piano and guitar and I, I did clarinet to uh, Yeah. Because uh, the girl I liked was in the ensemble. Oh. And, I, and my friend, yeah. my dog friend, was, I knew he was trying to get with her. I was probably like nine or ten. Yeah. And I was like, nah, fuck you, dude. I'm learning clarinet too. Because him and her had too much alone time in that yeah. ensemble. You were like, oh. I didn't trust him. <laughs> I had to learn clarinet. <laughs> and then you saw piano, like you gave your mom the finger, you like climbed up a tree or something. Yeah, I just, we, that was, that's my mom's cool like that. Like, yeah. We just, we just climbed the tree and we didn't get down. And she, that was it. That was the last piano lesson. Yeah. She was just like, all right, if, if that's what you're going to do. But why do you want to stop, like, piano? Um, obviously, in hindsight, I wish I kept going with mm-hmm. it. But um, I was just like a... I think I gravitated towards words more than... Mm-hmm. So I always liked music, but as soon as, like, with rapping, as soon as I yeah. got into that, I was like, oh, that's, that's my yeah. thing. You know? Did you read a lot? Um, I did until high school, until I, th- I thought it became uncool. Yeah. But I was super big reader in primary school like mm. and then high school I just was into I suppose like well, I don't know what I was doing like jacking off <laughs> oh my god but you weren't even to school like you would just ride like the bus a train like there and back and not even actually like, go into school 
I would, like, I'd sort of go in at my own time. Yeah. Like, I would go in when I felt like it. Some days I'd be like, I got a pimple, like too many pimples today. Yeah. I'm just not going in today. Oh my god. I just sort of like ride the train. Yeah. Why do you, why do you think you got like that self-conscious? Um, I mean, being a teenager just sucks. Mm. And like, also, you know, when you're a teenager, you think you look worse than you do. Mm. But also, you do look bad. Mostly, like, sometimes you see a teenager walk past and you're like, damn, you look like the greasiest <laughs> motherfucker. You know, you got no money to buy clothes. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, your paranoid thoughts are right. Yeah. Maybe you should stay the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think you grew out of that, like, self-consciousness then? Um, I feel like... I mean, I still, I still had trouble for a long time, like performing mm -hmm. without alcohol. I've only just sort of conquered oh, that. Oh wow! Um, I mean, everyone has those weird thoughts, but mm -hmm. for me, like in my brain and my life, if I like meditate and I exercise mm -hmm. and I do these yeah. like little things, like little, they're my little tricks to like making yeah. my life less difficult. Were your parents aware of what you were going through? Um, I mean, I don't think I was going through anything other kids weren't going through. Mm, yeah. But. Um, Probably not. Is any, are anyone's parents aware of anything they're doing? Like when they're a Maybe teenager? not actually, now that you say it. Yeah, like... Kind of like... Parents want to... They believe what they want to believe. Right? Yeah. Like, they think their kid's doing fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which... Because their lives are hard enough. You know, yeah. they, they like... No. And you know what? Even if you... They think you're being dramatic as well when you're a kid. Mm, yeah, they'll just get over it. You just be like, this is the, my big problem. They're just like, oh my god, that's not a problem. Because yeah. they're like trying to pay a mortgage or whatever. Yeah. So they're like really don't have any problems shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah. so like getting into hip-hop you were like at first looking at like mp3 was it, like mp3.com listening to like Lil Wayne and everyone yeah who put you on to like the initial like hip-hop um I remember my cousin used to babysit me and she was like maybe 16 and we'd drive around with her and her friends and like I always thought all her friends really hard and I was like these cool you know like this guy like and so I was probably like 10 and yeah. I would play like Eminem and you know, whatever rap music. Like. Oh. So that was the thing, and then I was getting into skating, and there was rap through that. I was, just, it was just everywhere, you know. So as soon as I heard it, yeah. I was like, I was like, hmm, like maybe. Yeah. A stupid thought came in my head. A stri literally straight away, I was like, oh, this is totally. I can totally do this. Yeah, but actually, in Australia, uh, back then and a bit now, it's really into the band scene. It was like the hip hop scene, like really, and it's like a kind of like narrow. Like yeah. marginal. I mean, it felt it didn't feel that way to me. Mm. But it was definitely a subculture. But yeah. it was like a growing subculture. Like every kid my age that I knew, like all the all the kids that like I related to yeah. were into this shit I was into. Oh wow! So I feel like it's um, it's still. I mean, bands. It's maybe it's just different areas. Like if you live in like Byron, like near the beach or something, there's obviously mm. like a lot of bands. Yeah. But where we were, it was just all rap. Yeah, how do you think the scene has grown now? Um, I mean, I feel like then it was a subculture with like certain rules and boundaries, mm -hmm. and it was like broken off a certain like. This is probably that boring hip hop talk, but like a certain era of like. Um, Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, alright. Okay. I don't speak Spanish. It's just like there's just more people. You can make what you want now. It's not so restricted by yeah. like, some old people. I mean, I feel like when I was a kid, it was just such a subculture. Like, mm. it would be the same. Yeah. The same people just nodding and, like, making the same, yeah. like, boom bap rap. How do you think you got that, like, idea that you could actually do it, pursue it, if, pe if people around you aren't pursuing rap? 
it was just kind of like things falling into place. Like I was lucky that people, my music just kept getting spread on its own. Like, mm -hmm. And I really can't take credit for that. Like, it would just be a few people that would be like, hey, like, I heard this CD, my friend gave it to me, and I really liked it. And this was like when I was a teenager. So I'd be like, all right, maybe, and in my head I'd be like, maybe I'll go make another song. Like, yeah. it wasn't like some like cosmic plan that I had. Yeah. It was just like I had nothing else going on. <laughs> And how old were you when you were in the punk band with Sissy Cunt? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know, like that was like, I've been in a couple bands. Oh yeah? But that was not for very long, but um, yeah. they, they just sort of, I couldn't really sing that well, but I really always wanted to be a singer in a band. Yeah. Um, so they would always sort of dissolve quickly. Oh. Like one time a band, these guys, these girls came up to me in a club and were like, hey, do you want to be the lead singer in our band? And I was like, yeah, totally. And then I went out to rehearse with them and shit, and they were like, you can't really sing, like, you're going to need to take singing lessons. <laughs> and I was like, oh, all right. But then around that time, I think I was moving to Melbourne, so that kind of stopped, and then yeah. the rap music thing happened. How old were you when you moved to Melbourne? Like 19 or 20 or something, yeah. What so, about it that you felt like you had to move there? I, I guess... I. I'd, I'm not. I wasn't super like um, intellectual about it, and I wasn't super intellectual about moving to America. I just I guess I felt like my time was up in LA, and then in Melbourne I felt like my time was up. And yeah. I just sort of was alright. So what's next? Mhm. Mm um, and I, you know, if you don't plan things, but like, you just go and then let shit happen. And, yeah. You know, I mean, you don't can't just go and then do nothing. Yeah. You have to go and then like do some work. Where was your career at, like when you were moving to Melbourne? Um, I'd put out some music, but I didn't have, like, I'd played on one show or two shows. Yeah. Before I did one show, I did one show, and then I was like, no, like, there was, like, three people, and I didn't really like it. Yeah. And I didn't do another show for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck this, man. Then I went to Melbourne, and then, like, my, so I sort of, like, Triple J started playing me a little bit, and I was like, all right. Yeah. It's been a really long process for me. And did you have any, like, mentors or, like, anyone to guide you? Not exactly, like, you know, certain people in different areas, but there was never, like, some, like, one person who said, do this to me. Yeah. So that's another reason why it sort of took me forever, because I was starting off, like, from a different place. Yeah. And you were able to do a lot of, like, recordings, because you won, like, studio time from, like, rap battles. And what was, like, the scene like with all the rap battles and... Um, it was, like, it was pretty cool, really. Like, that was a fun thing to grow up in. Yeah. Like being able to go to those shows and see, um, it was like the growth period, you know, of of that music in Australia. And then eventually, like by the time I started, that was like a different era, but yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Like I won this battle. What I really wanted was cash, mm -hmm. but um, I was like, fuck it, I'll take studio time. Yeah. And then I made a little like mixtape and then... I mean, it was so bad, like, it was like, some of the songs, like, the vocals were only mixed on, like, the left channel, so, like, you could put in headphones, and, like, if you only had the right headphone in, there would be no vocals, like, that's oh how, <laughs> that's how, like, amateurish it was, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and that, so that was sort of, like, that kind of got passed around a little bit, like, through, like, my friend's cars and, like, just people in my neighborhood, mm. so that was, like, yeah, that's like that was how I got my start. And that was I guess I was lucky. Yeah. But these days, I mean, I could have just bought my own equipment, but I was just broke, so. Mhm. Mm it was just a different. Yeah. How about like in Melbourne, were you doing like smaller jobs? 
to yeah. at the beginning. I mean, when I first got there, I worked in like a. Um, oh, I mean, I was on Centrelink for like a month, mm -hmm. which is like social security. But that's not enough money, like I was broke. Or like, so then I worked at like a burger joint, even though I was vegan, and I had to fuck around with all this fucking uh, raw meat and shit. Gross if you're vegan. <laughs> and um. You know, I come in and my girlfriend would be like, don't touch me, you smell like fucking raw beef. <laughs> but she was vegan also? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I'd be like, dude, I know, I've been sitting there like pushing this beef into these things the whole day. Um, did that and then I worked at like a call center for a long time. Yeah. And that was kind of my last job before I, before I started working. Yeah. How did it click to you that you could actually do music full time and survive off it was it like you're getting more shows or yeah I mean I just it just became a goal and I hated my job at the call center and like we'd have 22 minutes we'd have 20 minutes off a night but you could take 22 yeah on the computer like so I would um and I would just write while I was on the phones with people I'd just write raps even though like I couldn't have any beats playing or anything so I'd just yeah. be writing random rap yeah. and then in that 22 minutes off I would just walk around the block like with my friend just talking about like, pretty cool um i just talk about like you know we're gonna make it and blah 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 this is what we're gonna do we're gonna that, like you know talking about plans and just like just hating our job you know yeah. and like i suppose that's that being going through that shit that is the that's the inspiring part like mm -hmm. i you never have more energy than when you hate your job and like mm. when you're so unsatisfied with your life like you'll find energy somewhere to like put yeah. in the extra hours and after, so, Triple J happened, and, like, what were the other, like, turning points that you had at the beginning of your career? Um, I mean, so many little things. Like, that they played that one song so good in 2012, and then I got that into, like, the... Well, I didn't get it. Like, the people who voted got it into the Hottest 100, but mm -hmm. it was, like, 91, and I pushed so hard just asking yeah. everyone, and you just get it in there, because I was, like... I was like, nobody thinks I'm like a legitimate artist. Like, if I get something in that hardest 100, like, that would make people take me more seriously. Mm. So that was like a thing for me. Like, I, I could, I think I, I swear I cried when that happened. Like, wow. It's just like, I was like, holy shit. Like, that was the biggest deal. <laughs> still, I'm thinking about it. It's like tripping me out. Oh. But um, yeah, like, those sort of little things that probably don't seem like much from the outside. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they were like, I was putting in a lot of work. Yeah. I you know, I'm always I'm still doing the same thing towards mm -hmm. like, little things now. Yeah. And at what age were you doing like stand up? Um like maybe nineteen. I did it probably for a year. Oh. Um like I wasn't very good at stand up but I really mm -hmm. I really It was like a group of you, right? Yeah. That was like well, I started it by myself. But I did do like a group show at a festival oh, okay. called Comedy Zone, <laughs> and it was, yeah. I don't know what to say about that. I just wasn't that good at it. Yeah. Why did you even want to do it then? Um, because I didn't know I wasn't good at it. <laughs> I thought I was good, and then I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's it's kind of similar to writing songs. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you find something that's going on with you, and you find a way to express it that other people can relate to. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then from that, you potentially sort of come to a resolution with yourself and maybe help find other people find resolutions. Yeah. So in that way, and so with through music, it's just in the, through a song and through comedy, it's through a joke and people laugh, but it's exa it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And how did it click to you so early on? Like, I feel like back then with YouTube, people weren't really doing that many like recaps and you had your like chubby chronicles. 
were you like inspired by something or how did you even like think of doing these kind of the kind of like vlogs yeah. you're being filmed I mean I can't I feel like we just stole that off like Wiz Khalifa and shit I don't know yeah um I don't know why that was through a very druggy time in my life mm -hmm. I'm not I can't really account for anything I was doing yeah <laughs> any decisions they just started happening and then people no one even watches them like they're not very popular but if I stop doing them everyone complains so it's just like fucking hell you don't watch them when I put yeah. them out but you also don't want me to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you always realize that you wanted you to be like more of a personality outside of your music? Did it like click to you at the beginning? No, and I still don't want to be a personality. Yeah. I don't like that yeah. at all, but. Or like showing your own personality. I, mean. I don't have, I don't want to have a personality. <laughs> I don't have, like, I mean, I can't, I'm not like, that's not my goal, but the, I do lack like a major label push to a degree, like mm -hmm. well, shout out to Warner in Australia. They've just been put pushing uh, in motion for commercial radio, but mm. don't, like no. it, I really it was always myself doing jokes and shit. Yeah, that helped me help people like see me on Facebook or whatever. yeah. And so like that's what I had to do. It's not like I went, oh, I really want to be famous. I just went, yeah. And I still have to do that shit. <laughs> but how did you how did you even think that like you needed to kind of do that to get to where you want to be? I just like I guess um I was just like all right so what posts work if you say hey I got this show tomorrow mm -hmm. can you come people no one like but if you say I got this show tomorrow and blah 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 zinger 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 like people might come yeah so, I mean that was just like something that I found out this is kind of a nice neighborhood yeah. <laughs> And your recent one was a 24-hour buffet or something. Yeah. <laughs> How did you think of that? Um, I honestly don't know that either, but I enjoy doing that because, I mean, I was filming one once. My brother was like, stop trying to be good at this, dude. Like, it's funny because you're not good at this. And then once <laughs> I realized, oh, it's you're not actually good at this. Like, it, I didn't realize, you know what I mean? So it was kind of organic. He was yeah. Like, yeah, just like, realize that you're shit at it. And like, that's the funny part. Yeah. And when I realized that, I was like, I mean, because for a long time I've wanted to, like, I mean, I've been vegan since I was, like, fucking young. So, like, mm -hmm. I've always wanted to sort of, like, encourage it in a way that was just, like, subtle. Yeah. Rather than just be like, dude, go vegan. Like, yeah. Because I know people don't respond to that. So, I mean, hopefully I can keep making those yeah. cooking things. And it's just, like, a subtle way to be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. It's pretty cool. It's easy. It's, like, very, Yeah. it's, like, not a big deal. Just, like. Hey, look, here's me cooking it. <laughs> Wait, how, are your parents vegan or? Nah, fucking nah. My, my mom, I think she might be vegetarian now. Yeah. She's, she's a bit of so a seesaw. Yeah. How did I get into it? Just like, Andre 3000 mm -hmm. was vegan. Yeah. From <laughs> our cost. Half of everything. Yeah. It was just like, a, it's a rapid thing to do. Yeah, I forgot to ask you, what do your parents do? They're both like social workers. Mm -hmm. So my mom like does like they sh they both work for like the government sort of in yeah. Australia like in like policy for like it's very boring like drugs and yeah drug policy and stuff like that health like health policy yeah so you know. never got into it got into what like any type of social work or like you know like stuff they're doing I think it's a noble thing to be into yeah like when I was a kid they used to do like um like needle vans and shit like heroin mm -hmm. um shooting up vans that you drive around they could like needle exchanges and stuff yeah you know so you like, get a clean needle like stuff mm -hmm. like that i think that's pretty cool um i mean i could 
I can see myself doing maybe something, but like, I'm lucky enough that I get yeah. to like do music, which is mm -hmm. not, you know, I, that's like an opportunity they didn't have growing up in like right. a different era of Australia. Mm -hmm. What do they think of you doing music? They're very, they're pretty chill. Yeah. They they'll only ever complain if I like mention them in a bad light, which mm -hmm. is pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> lucky gave me, oh my god. <laughs> what kind of themes do you like to talk most about in your music? Um, I guess like, I, so I don't deliberately set out to talk about like, love all the time, but mm -hmm. I guess like a lot of artists like, do fall into that fucking, fucking runny nose. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean love, I, do, I just, I don't always like talking about like social issues and stuff, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just like... Sometimes it's like music is like, for me, it's like it's an es it should be like an escape. Mm. I mean, it, obviously it's cool that's, that for artists that feel inspired to write about that, but for me, I'm like, it's a bit intense, like the vibe. My, I feel like my, my natural instinct is to write about like love situations and like those type of, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's like where my brain goes. Yeah. What would you say have been your biggest struggle so far? In life? Yeah. Jeez, man. Um, I mean, uh, it's one big struggle. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a non-stop struggle. I'm, yeah. With music, I'm always trying to get better. Like, my struggle with music is sort of like finding the right people to be to work with, finding you know, catching, writing the right songs, then mm -hmm. catching the magic of those songs in the recording of those, like, that's, that's his own problem. So it's just like a learning process. You could call it a struggle, but I mean, it's supposed to be a fun struggle. Yeah. How do you think your music has changed since the early songs you've had in your teenage years? I think back then, with those certain phases, like my first phase was just like rapping to, um, to make the dudes in my neighborhood think it was cool or like my brothers mm -hmm. and my friends it was super like rap 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 then after that i was like super like i need to get on the radio like i need to get quit my job mm -hmm. and i really think the first time i started making music that i really liked it was like around startup cult which is my first album yeah that was like the first time so that was like maybe three years ago yeah and then i immediately got way too into drugs and then stopped caring about music mm -hmm. so I mean, not stop caring, but... Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a weird... Yeah. I mean, music is cool, though. Like, it's always cool when a musician has, like, a direct story. Like, hey, he was 14, and he was yeah. singing in this shop, and then the exec came through. Yeah. And, but it's, like, just not like that for mm -hmm. me. What kind of clicked to you to stop drugs? Um, it just had gone way too far, and I was just, like... I mean, I was just, like, living in a house where all we were doing was doing drugs. And, like, yeah. Um... Yeah, I just felt like I was burning way too much time. And yeah. Yeah, so I just stopped and then shares been much better. So anyone who's doing too many drugs, I encourage you to yeah. consider you maybe don't need it. Do you think your music has changed after that period? Like, is there like a stark like change that you realize in your process? I feel like a lot of the, those sad songs were like... Um, like they had to happen after like after that era like mm -hmm. a lot of speeding were probably like maybe some of those songs were dragged but i was like those songs had to come out so i could like cleanse that and then mm -hmm. get to move on to new stuff like so i feel like the music that's coming out now is a lot freer mm. and a lot like less 
down Melbourne, like, post-party, like, something. <laughs> How so. do you think you've grown as a person? Uh, I mean, I actually said this in another interview the other day, so I don't know if anyone watches both of these interviews. <laughs> I don't know if anyone will. But I feel like there was a time when I felt really apologetic for being, for, like, even just existing in a world where like people knew who I was, even if I'm not very well known in Australia, I'm a little bit well known, mm -hmm. and I was struggling to deal with that, like in terms of what people thought of me or what people thought I thought of me. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a weird thing for me. Yeah. So, it took me a while to like come to terms with that and be like, all right, you're just gonna exist and you can't shrink yourself for other people. Yeah. Last question. Right. What do you want to be remembered for? Uh, I don't really want to be remembered. I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome then, thank you so much <laughs> Thank you Bye